0: this morning we're going to continue in Hebrews chapter 2 and in these few minutes that we have. We're going to begin the second chapter. We're going to be reminded of yet another truth. The truth of the, the sacrifice our Lord has made on behalf of the greatest good, forgiveness for our sins. When chapter 1 came to a close, we saw with the writer of Hebrews, he underscored, he or she, the writer underscores the reality of Jesus' superiority to the angels. Spent the entire first chapter nearly talking of Jesus' more excellent name. Uh, Jesus being at a whole different place than the angels. There's times where there's confusion. Who's Jesus? Who are the the angels? And so the writer finishes chapter 1 showing how much more superior, more excellent Jesus is. And here, the writer of the Hebrews speaks of the message given to the angels. We're told to pay attention. Chapter 2 opens this way. We must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. For if the words spoken through angels, these divine commands, if, this, if the words spoken proved unalterable, unchanging, and every violation and act of disobedience received a just punishment, How will we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Beautifully written, but what what does that mean? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what does it mean? Well, verse 1 actually opens with the phrase, For this reason. For what reason? Well we we saw last time that Jesus is is above all. He he's above the angels, he's he's sovereign, he's he's eternal, that Jesus is the Son of God, God the Father and and God the Son. We've seen that they are one and and Jesus is above all. And, And and this is why we should listen to what he says. We're told to pay close attention. We've we've been warned. We're all sinners, and we all we all need salvation. How will we escape if we neglect this great salvation we've been offered? It's a a fair question. Well, what are we escaping? Well, what what Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24 in verse 27, Jesus is talking about the dawn of judgment. And he says, For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Amen. The, the Son of Man is coming in His glory and all of His angels with Him. And the angels will be, will be dispatched to gather the church from all over. And the church, we, we are the ones who have not neglected the great salvation found in Jesus, in Christ alone. And so we're told today in this letter to, we must pay attention to what we've heard. The writer of Hebrews tells us that the words spoken through these angels is, is unalterable, it's unchanging. Well, the, the words are, are not the words of the angels. They're, it's not their words. They are simply messengers. Remember, they, they serve... God the Father and God the Son. The angels are simply the messengers. And according to the word of the Lord, every violation and act of disobedience has received a just punishment. And the word sin, we hear that all the time. We read it. We've heard it. It's a term not unfamiliar. The the, the word sin means to miss the mark, to miss the target. uh, Missing the mark of God's standard. Sin entered into creation as a result of of man's disobedience in the Garden of Eden. Man is not holy. We've been created a little lower than the angels. We've been crowned with glory and honor, but yet we're not holy. God is holy. And and, And God has to address sin. And the relationship between the Lord and His people involves the reality of the confession of sin. In, in the Bible times before Jesus, to deal with sin, there had to be a sacrifice, a, an animal sacrifice, largely a sacrifice of a pure, spotless lamb. This was necessary to, to cover one's sin debt. And so you, we fast forward to the, to the day when Jesus, the Son of God, Born to Mary, God made flesh. Jesus would come and dwell with his people, and, and Jesus did a great many things. He, during the time of his earthly ministry, what all has Jesus done? Blind eyes are opened? <laughs> Bodies are healed? The crippled are, are now able to walk? Miraculous things, wonderful things. The dead even raised. Great, amazing things that Jesus has done. The greatest thing... The most amazing revelation of God through Jesus is Jesus going to the cross to pay the sin debt of all mankind. Jesus actually functions in the same manner as the sacrificial lamb of old. Jesus functions as the pure, spotless lamb of God sacrificed on the cross to pay our sin debt. Jesus came to deal with sin. He came to deal with sin. And and having our sin forgiven has been and is and will always be our greatest need. And this is the message. This is the word told to all people. What a message. Look at the end of verse 3. After it was at first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His own will, the Lord's own will. The word first spoken by the Lord, through the Lord, His word has been confirmed by those who have heard. Words heard and yet then spoken again by prophets like Isaiah... And Jeremiah and Elijah and, and go to the New Testament, John the Baptist. And then these words, they, they've been heard and testified through the lives of disciples like Peter and James and John and the others. God has testified through them. And then we have signs and wonders. Think of all, think of all that the Israelites witnessed. Around their time in Egypt, before and during and, and after they left Egypt. Think about the plagues. The angel of death and the first Passover. The journey, the walking journey through the parted, the now parted Red Sea. Think about how the Israelites were fed in the wilderness, the, the manna. Think about the angel of the Lord who, who led the Israelites as a cloudy pillar by day, a flaming pillar by night. But it's not only these signs and wonders. All of these signs and wonders, they point to God's revelation to man and his desire to have relationship with man. God's revelation to man And God's desire to have relationship with man. And all of these signs and wonders have become accelerated now with Jesus. God's greatest and final revelation. And these miracles, all all of Jesus' healings and the resurrections, the, the little girl raised from the dead, as well as Jesus' friend Lazarus, all of these culminate, they all build to the cadence builds to, to Jesus' crucifixion and his death and his resurrection <laughs> and his ascension to the Father. And one of the reasons Jesus is with the Father now is so that his Holy Spirit can indwell his church. He, in, the, in the Gospel of John, we see that, that Jesus tells his disciples during the Last Supper that he had to depart so that the Holy Spirit could arrive and we see the Holy Spirit then descend upon the church there in Acts chapter 2 bringing various gifts for gospel witness and confirmation has been given according to God's own will this has been his plan as seen by the presence of the church the church is key to the plan of God. All that has been heard, all that has been testified, it all comes down to us. It all comes down to us. We are essential to His plan. Amen. We've been charged to go and make disciples. So these signs and wonders, what's the purpose of these signs and wonders? These miraculous gifts of the Spirit. Well, I've got a cousin uh, who has served as a preacher and pastor with the Church of God of Prophecy, uh, a denomination historically more charismatic than, than ours. He and I had a conversation one evening after dinner, about spiritual gifts being seen today. And this is what he said. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit, signs and wonders, what are they for? They are for gospel witness and kingdom advance. Amen. That's what they're for. They're not to edify the individual. They are for gospel witness and kingdom advance. And that's the whole reason we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. To proclaim the Savior. To proclaim Him. And in verse 1, we're told to pay close attention to what we've heard so that we don't drift away from what we've been told. Whether or not you realize it, you sit on the throne of a kingdom. I sit on the throne of a kingdom, my kingdom. You sit on the throne of your kingdom. <laughs> and, and the reality is the kingdoms of our own hearts, your kingdom and my kingdom, we struggle to bow to the throne of the kingdom of God. We are always at war. Our hearts, we're told in in Jeremiah 17, that the heart above all things is a liar. We follow our own druthers and our own passions and our own desires, and they, a majority of the time, are at war with the things of God. The kingdoms of our own hearts... Struggle to bow at the throne of the kingdom of God. Verse 5. For he, the Lord, did not subject to angels the world to come, about which we are speaking, but someone has testified, and it's actually David's in Psalm 8. David says this, "'What is man, O Lord, that you think of him?' What is the Son of Man that you are concerned about Him? You have made Him for a little while lower than the angels. You've crowned Him with glory and honor. You've put everything in subjection under His feet. (laughs) Mankind has dominion over creation. This, This has been God's plan. Back in Genesis chapter 1, the Lord... Commissioned Adam and Eve to take charge. So take a second and think about all that is a result in our world due to mankind's influence. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. And yet there's some not so good. (laughs) And truth be told, maybe we kind of maybe go there first. Oh my goodness, look at what all horrors man hath wreaked upon mankind and, and creation. Sure. But you know, we've, we've done some good too. The last part of verse 8. For in subjecting all things to him, in subjecting all things to mankind, the Lord left nothing that is not subject to man. But, we do not yet see all things subjected to man. What what in the world is the writer saying? Okay. Well, as much as man has been commissioned and released to become masters of creation, to, to become masters of this arena, there are some things that man cannot control. There are some things we cannot control. We know this as Baptists. We we can't control the will of other men and women. (laughs) I can't control your will. You can't control mine. Much of sickness, man cannot control. Some things we can, but some things... Our world just spent a couple of years trying to get a handle on something. Much of sickness we can't control. Man ultimately cannot control death. We cannot control death ultimately. And man cannot grant himself Freedom from sin and from guilt, man can try to inoculate himself from feeling it, but man cannot cannot provide his own freedom. Th- these few items are not subject to man 's rule and reign, and that 's why the writer of the letter says that that all things are not yet subject to man there's some things we do not see but look at verse 9 but we do see him we do see the one who was made for a little while lower than the angels, we see Jesus. Because of his suffering death, a death crowned with glory and with honor, because of this suffering death, by the grace of God, Jesus might taste death for everyone. hmm Jesus, the one under whom sickness and death and sin and guilt are brought down by his death on the cross and his resurrection. There will come a day, there will come a day, regardless of of what the will of man might want or might wish to believe about about his own self. There will come a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and every eye will see. Amen. That Jesus is Lord. We do see him. And he, as he has... And he will, until he comes again, he stands ready to accept any who are willing to turn from the challenging stress of trying to rule with the heart of self. He's ready to to bring himself to be in charge of life.